yeah, it's like, all right, I got to fit into an hour. Let's go. And then 40 minutes later, you're like, all right, I got 20 minutes time for questions. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so not mean covered, to go that fast. <laughs> we've covered 32 products in the Cisco portfolio. Any questions? And then you just look at everyone and you're just like, uh, perfect. I confused everybody. <laughs> so we're we going to need some go. follow-up meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Account manager, buy us some lunch. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Conf T with ERIC, recorded Tuesday, February 25th, 2020. A quick reminder that the thoughts and opinions expressed here are our own, and to please consult with Cisco TAC, or Cisco certified partners before implementing any of the recommendations made on this show. I am your host, Brian Young, and I'm here with my illustrious co-host, Brian Boyd. How you doing, Brian? Mm, doing well, Ryan. Yeah, we're changing things up now. I've, uh, I've decided I'm going to think of a new adjective every episode to, to intro, to describe you as in the intro. Is that the only change? We do have some other exciting things that are in the works, so I don't want to jinx it by saying anything too soon, but... Uh, uh, I think some exciting things coming down the road in terms of the show itself. Um, so pretty excited about that. Uh, and, and on that front there, um, we, as you know, Brian, we last week we hit 10,000 unique downloads since the show started, which I just think that's so cool. What a milestone. That's a pretty cool milestone. So uh, a big thank you to you guys, the listeners um, from around the world. I, I still can't believe we're downloaded in, I think last I looked, 90 countries since we started. So um Huge thank you to all of you. You guys make this possible. We appreciate the support. Um, I do have a request. I know at the end of the show, I always ask for, you know, if you're up for it, leave a rating or review. Uh, I, I do have a big request here. If you wouldn't mind, if you're on iTunes, take a moment here just to, to go to the app and leave a review. Um, you know, five stars if you think it's great, but also write just a little something in there. Even if it's just, hey, it's great, whatever. That's that's cool with us. Really appreciate it. Uh, the reviews really help with the uh um, help getting us found on, on those other app, apps and stuff like that. So uh, if you could do that, we would be very, very grateful. If you leave a bad review, make sure you use Brian Young's name and not mine. There, there you go. There you go. Although I'm sure I, I can't think of a reason why they would leave a bad review for me. I mean, it might be for you because of you. And if that's the case, you know. I think I got to it first. I think we're good. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, this episode is not about us. This episode, uh, we wanted to interview a colleague of ours, Chris Pratt, uh, not to be confused with Chris Pratt. Um, what is he on, the Avengers? I don't even know. Really? <laughs> I don't even know. Parks and Rec? <laughs> yeah, that, that Chris Pratt. Yes, oh, that one. Yeah, okay, so not to be confused with that Chris Pratt. We have our own. Um, he is an SE uh, like us with Cisco. And we wanted to chat with him uh, about his journey to uh, the CCIE certification. We really wanted to discuss this a bit because I I wanted, even myself, just to better understand what it takes to get to that that level, right? Because CCIE is a huge uh, commitment, as, as you'll find out here with his story. Um, but just we've we've talked before about the um, the changes to the Cisco certification uh, pathways and stuff like that. I think that just happened a couple of days ago, actually. Mm -hmm. So the timing is good. And for those that want to learn more about the changes that have happened to the the, the certification pathways and stuff, be sure and check out um, the other episode we did on certifications, which I believe was episode fifteen. Uh, be sure and check that out. And we we dove into that in great detail with uh, Mike McPhee another colleague of ours. So, but without any ado, let's, uh, let's go into the, uh, to the interview with Chris Pratt. 
All right, so we are here with Chris Pratt. How you doing, Chris? Doing good. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Brian is here with me, and we're uh, we wanted to talk with you, Chris, about your journey to CCIE. Uh, I'm looking for the number here. I know you know it off the top of your head. Six two six seven zero. It's my new favorite six, number. <laughs> <laughs> six two six seven zero. That's not a number that you will ever forget. I'm sure. No, I memorized that one pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. And and how long did it take you, you know, from kind of starting down the Cisco certification path to get yeah. to CCIE? Um, it, it took quite a bit of time. So um, I didn't really join the networking world until about 2008. Um, you know, I, I did went to college for network engineering, got a bachelor's in that. So I think I'm one of the few people that actually is in the profession that they got a degree in. Um, <laughs> I know a lot of theology majors that are network engineers. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I did the, the normal thing, you know, start, uh, I was working at a partner when, uh, when I got out of college and uh, started down the CCNA track. You know, there was a bunch of us that were kind of, I don't want to say competing, but we were trying to get certifications and, uh, you know, get, you know, we wanted to learn and kind of one up each other. And then, you know, that was a way to also get promoted too, right? So, you know, the, if, if you got a higher level cert, you had a higher chance of getting promoted. So that was some of the motivation behind that. Um, but it was also just to learn and become a better engineer. Uh, that was the real thing for it. Um, but started off the normal way, reading, you know, reading the press books and then mm -hmm. um, watching uh, the videos. I, I, I think I remember at the time it was CBT Nuggets. Um, I think it's Jeremy that I... Yep, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, that's Jeremy. Thing, and, yeah. You know, <laughs> so, he, I mean, he's still along and that, that's great. Um, but it was like, you know, I got the CCNA and it was like, all right, what's, what's next. Right. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, am kind of a, a lot, a linear person. So I look at the next one in line, CCMP and, uh, right. definitely focused on the routing and switching. That's where my comfort level was. That's what I was doing more on a day to day basis. And, um, you know, so I was able to achieve that back in December, 2009. Um, okay. and that's back when it was four exams, not the three, like it is today. Um, so had an extra one to do. And at the time there wasn't a test station that was close to me. So it was a good hour something drive into Boston, which is not always the easiest thing to do. And, right. uh, you know, back and forth many, many times, you know, it wasn't just four exams and out. It was, you know, I, I think I failed one of them. I think I failed one of them. So I had to take it, you know, take it again. Um, and I remember one time the, the test center actually crashed in the middle of it and man talk about nerves you know you're sitting oh, there you're, you're all nervous and everything next thing you know it's like why is the screen blank um yeah. so <laughs> that's always a fun experience um but yeah did they it, like it, re refund the, uh, the the test uh, the test exam fee or whatever no um i waited i sat you know we there was only two of us taking the exam that day i remember and um it, some some guy was decided to do a DC promo on the actual test server. And it was like, why? But it, I think it was up after like an hour. But the thing is, you can't like, I remember my dad drove me and he's like, why hasn't he contacted me yet? And of course I can't get my phone cause it's locked away. And oh uh, yeah. So uh, what is it? Uh, what is it? 90 minutes that you're supposed to get that exam in and out. And I'm typically, you know, I, I think I ranged around an hour and it's like, two and a half hours later i'm you know getting out but yeah that, wow. was, that was always that was a fun one I passed it but that was a fun one 
That's, um, that's got to be nerve wracking though, because I mean, you, you know, you go in there expecting X, Y, and Z and, you know, I've, I've been in those testing centers right there. They're not, it's, it, it's not a stress-free environment, right? You go in there and you're just like, okay, you got it. You can't do this. You can't do that. You've got this paper to write on or, or this, you know, uh, you, you whatever the, it is, um, the, the laminated, the laminated piece, of piece of paper with a, a marker that the tip is bad. And you know, <laughs> dry erase. erase. Yeah, no, 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 no dry erase. Like you have to. I'm using. I remember to like wear a sweatshirt, a bad sweatshirt, so you can uh, scrub it off. That was. Yeah, I, I didn't get paper towels at the time. Um, but yeah, no, it's it was one of those. But it was like you also while you're just kind of sitting there waiting, and you, you know, you're chatting with the people that work there. Um, your nerves kind of go down. So I think that actually helped in a sense. But I don't know. I, I thought that was a fun little story, a tangent there, but. Um, I don't know how many people have had the exam crash in the middle of it, and you're just like, uh, "Did I lose everything?" Or, "Oh, that's awesome." <laughs> yeah, did it happen, did it happen to you, Brian? Yeah, same thing happened to me uh, for my first CCMP data center exam. Uh, it was only like ten minutes, but my screen froze, and um, yeah, I had to switch PCs in the middle of it. Very oh, nerve wracking. Yeah, it's that's there, dis- disruptive. Did, wasn't there because we had that um, we had that outage or whatever. Um, and there was, I guess there was people that were doing the CCIE exam in San Jose during the outage and they had, I think they were like sent home. It was that bad. Wow. Yeah. I, I, I heard some rumblings about that. Yeah. I mean, especially for CC, I mean, you are preparing for that. You're, you have a flight out there. I mean, it's not like driving an hour down the road and, you know, going to a test center. It's a big thing as I'm sure you'll go into. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll get there. Um, so I started into more some security stuff. I was like, all right, I'll go try the CCNA security. Got that back in um, September 2010. And then I think it was moving more into design, right? So I think at the time, the the D8 and the design professional, um, it was only like two more exams. It was like because of the four test CCNP, um, mm-hmm. it was easy to get the CCDP. Um, so it was like, all right, I'll go take the CCDA. And that test was... I, I remember it being very easy. It was like a vocab test um, at the time. And then it was just one more exam for the CCDP. But that was a bit delayed because in that time frame, I changed jobs. I moved down to Virginia from uh, Massachusetts. And so that kind of that slowed things down a bit for me just because, you know, got to learn a new job, got to get all set up. And then, right. um, you know, I had to find a place to live, too. That was also that that slows things down a lot. Um but yeah, I mean, I was one exam away, so I was like, all right, you know, I got to take the, I'll take that one exam to get the CCDP. Um, wasn't really pushed at the new job, like you know, certifications wasn't like a thing that they cared. I don't, lack of a better term, they didn't really care if I got them or not. Um, but I wanted to keep moving up, so that's that's how I saw that I can keep moving up is keep doing certs. Um, so I got the CCDP, and then I was like. I, you know, what do I do next? And um, I knew I wanted to go up my CCIE and I was like, all right, I'm going to start it. And didn't, I don't, back then, like reflecting, I had no idea what I was getting into. Like (laughs) I, you know, it's one of those where you're like, oh yeah, you hear it's a different beast and all that good stuff. And um, so I started that after, right after the CCNP, I bought the book, brought the press book and read that back and forth. And I remember I, I was taking the version four of the written, which is uh-huh. the easier of the written, um, <laughs> which I wish it still existed. But um, I went and took it, failed by like 10 points. It was like 
close. I was like, oh, you gotta oh, wow. be kidding me. So it's like, you know, do the waiting period, go and take it again. Or before I went and took it again, um, <laughs> I moved jobs again, which seems to be a theme in here um, throughout <laughs> this, that my delays are life events that happen that right. kind of keep pushing me back. But I changed jobs again and that job, they're like, oh, go get your CCIE. Like we want to have, we want to have a CCIE on staff. And right. uh, I was like, okay, that's motivation right there. Uh, so I went, you know, went and passed the written. It was like crushed at that time. And then um, because this new job was supportive for me to go get my CCIE, um, I was able to attend the INE boot camp. That was the two-week boot camp down in Orlando uh, back in no- November of um, 13. And that's where I met some cool, really awesome people that uh, a few of them I still keep in touch with. One works at, uh, actually two of them now work at Cisco. And um, another one I still keep in touch with um, and, you know, just chat back and forth, like became friends through it. Um, two, of, the two, two of them got their IE. The other one, he's had job changes or, you know, moved up in role, like moved up in his company. And, you know, the IE wasn't as relevant to his job and moved more into the security world, which is great for him. For him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still cool to see them and they're they have numbers in the four thousands, right? So that's right. that was that was a long time ago. Um, but while I was at that boot camp and ignorant me did not know that the exam was going to be changing. Um, so I'm sitting, I'm literally sitting in the boot camp, and they're like, you know, as introductions, uh, you know, who are you? What do you do? Where do you work? Type of thing. And when do you have your lab scheduled? And I'm, you know, and before they get to me, they're like, oh yeah, and there's probably an announcement coming. And I'm like. Well, I'm when when we're done here today, I'm going up and scheduling my lab date. Um, so, I, you know, during that boot camp, it was announced. I'm pretty sure it was announced that it was version four to version five. So it's like a bit of panic set in because you know there's been a, a little over a year of time put into learning the version four stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So. You know, and this I, was back in in like November timeframe, 2013, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was like right near then and you know when when there's an announcement like that and we just saw it again uh recently um that seats disappear immediately like people just book it whether they're ready or not they just book a seat um so i you know i talked with my wife that like that night and was like bought it didn't have didn't know if i was going to get reimbursed or not um but it was one of those where i'm like i'm investing in myself for this so gotta gotta keep moving forward um so I scheduled, scheduled the lab. It, this is when I was de- still down in RTP, which was a much easier flight for me to get to. Um, but in that time frame, I changed jobs again, and I moved from Virginia back up to Massachusetts. And um, so in there... You missed the snow. You must have missed the snow. I, I you know, I don't <laughs> ski either, and I don't know. You know, it was good, I know it was to get closer, back closer to family, right? You know, the eight yeah. to 10-hour drive for holidays and stuff was, you know, kind of tiring. Um, right. So... Move, move back up north. Um, but yeah, so I, I schedule it and, um, you know, I was labbing, I was using INE's workbooks and everything and I got the stuff from mm-hmm. the boot camps and, you know, practicing. But, um, again, looking back, I was not practicing hard enough. I was not putting in the right amount of time. I should have seen the writing on the walls when I was doing like mock labs and stuff that I was not doing too great on them, but I was, um, my, my ego was in my way, right? I wasn't being like, uh, wasn't being truthful with myself on where, what technologies I was not good at and knew I like looking back, like I knew I needed to try 
knew to put more time in and try like I should have expanded out from just INE, which INE was great to get you started, but you need to round yourself out, which I I know I'll get to later. But um, yeah, I went down January, um, failed, like failed <laughs> everything. <laughs> um, and it was just the two sections. It was just troubleshooting and config. And at the time, the strategy was like, you know, make your chart and everything for troubleshooting, do your tickets, don't spend more than a few minutes on each ticket, move on, go back and all that good stuff. And it's a points game, right? So you, you try and go, all right, I, I have to get at least one three pointer and I got to, you know, move on from there. But it was one of those, like I had a good strategy and it was one of those that um, I remember at the time because of how lunch lined up, that was if you didn't have layer two done by lunchtime, you were kind of in trouble. And the good thing was, is I was, I knew I was configuring OSPF near lunchtime. Um, so, and the, the, one of my major things that I kept focusing on, on my multiple IE attempts is the food. Um, I don't, I, I remember going on a Friday to not have to take so many days off of work and, mm -hmm. um, fish Friday. I, I do not like fish. It just <laughs> not something that I was expecting. And, um, I think I just, I, tried to eat a brownie it, like it, this the nerves were like just there and I, I could not eat so i think i wolfed down a brownie and that was my 16 or 1500 dollars lunch at the time um <laughs> so 1500 brownies nice yep 1500 brownie and i think i, I might have grabbed like a dr pepper or something at one point so um well well-rounded meal right there um, absolutely breakfast of champions right there but yeah no i got back home saw the results and i was I was very down on myself. Like it, that was very humbling experience. Um, didn't quite know what to do. Hard to get motivated again to study. And I couldn't find another seat for version four. Um, I probably could have tried harder, but I kind of was like, you know what? I'm looking at the version five blueprint. There's a lot more technology on there that I'm much more familiar with. Like, you know, Freem Relay was still a thing on version four. Like, and I had never ever used, like, there was nowhere for me to use that in the practical world, right? Everything was right. already moving to MPLS or, um, and that was, I knew I, I worked on a project that was to deploy out DMVPN. So that was something that was familiar to me. Um, so mm -hmm. I kind of was like, all right, I'm going to switch over. I need to release the materials. And I started using that to study. And shortly after like version five was out, like it was only out for a few months and I scheduled my next attempt for in November of 14. Um, and I was not ready for that. Like it, it went from version four had about 10 routers for switches um, to now there was 20 to 30 routers and a lot more switches. And I was not ready for that new level of strategy. It needed a whole completely like you couldn't just go task, task, task. It was um, you had a, you just had to look at the whole topology differently and right. needed to map it out and, you know, it was just like, oh God, like, what did I just get myself into? There was things that I was like, I didn't even know. I, I remember specific things on there that I'll never forget, like um, tunnel key for and like other things like that, that I'm like, that just, they're just in my brain now because I didn't know it there. And then when I got back to the hotel room that night, I was like, what is that thing? Like, what what is it? And it's like, oh, it's that. But that was uh, that was something, but... I did do an improvement that time, right? So I knew from my first attempt, troubleshooting crushed me. Um, mm -hmm. I was not ready for it. I was not fast enough. 
Um, so I put a ton of practice into troubleshooting. And that was one of the things I passed on that one. So I didn't just do a fail, fail, fail. I did a pass, fail, fail. Um, okay. The, and then they added a new section called Diag or Diagnostic. And that section is awful. Um, there's really no good way to study for it. Um, and at the time, I didn't know of, I think, I don't know if there was a Cisco Live recording or like, I didn't know of the recordings that are out there that like, they show you high level, like, here's like what the setup is going to look like. So you, you're not completely blindsided. Um, mm -hmm. but I, it's a fixed 30 minutes. So like, once you're done with troubleshooting, it moves into there and that clock is ticking. Um, and I wasted about five minutes trying to figure out how to actually read the task. And that is a lot, a lot of time when you only have 30 yeah. minutes and um, just not ready for it and didn't know how to practice for it. And it was hard to navigate. Again, eye opening, but it wasn't like demotivating um, as it was before. I was like, when I left, I knew I failed. Like it was just one of those where it's like when I took the version four, I, I left like, I feel pretty good. Whew. That that was the I think that was the big mistake from there. Leaving and knowing you failed is very it's it's very different. Um, but again, took I, I had to take some more time off from studying, and at the time my written had expired, right? So I I've already oh, used no. it up, and now I'm like, okay, I gotta study for this new version five written, which changed twice on me while trying to uh, achieve it, um, and it. I, it, I failed that written far more times than I am willing to say on public air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it took far more attempts than I am willing to admit. Um, and it, it was hard. But again, it was one of those took change jobs, moved again. Uh, that, I think this is the last changing of jobs, but there was still one more move in there. Um, and I think, why did I take time? I, I, my son was born. So that, you know, trying to figure out like first kid, like how it's usually parent. a pretty big event. Yeah, yeah. That, that was a big event. So, you know, it took some time off, figure out how to do that. And then, um, talked with my wife again, like I, I got to do this. All my certs are going to expire if I don't pass something. Um, I ended up just go taking the switch exam to like keep my CCMP, DP and all those good things. Um, right. cause I could not pass the CCIE written. Um, it was just a different level of studying. Right. So like, for version five, there are a ton of things on that written that are not in the lab. And you need to study for that written specifically. And then like go into details that you'd never thought you had to go into. Um, so it's like where version four, I could lab and study, like do theory studying at the same time. And it equated into the written where the version five did not match like that. Um, there were some things that you needed to lab. Um, but it, it wasn't like, it was a lot more theory and in looking into a lot more white papers and getting outside of just the cert guide, the, uh, the press book there, like reading other things, looking at DevNet cause, um, they added the evolving technology section. So using DevNet to help supplement that stuff. Um, and you know, eventually I passed it, but it took far longer than I was expecting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so I, I, you know, passing the written, that's the ticket, right? You know, you get, get through that and that's the ticket. Cause now you can actually start going for the real thing. Um, mm -hmm. and what I changed this time and I was like, all right, this is going to be my last attempt. So first I bought the, your CCIE lab success strategy book. And okay. uh, I was suggested that, and it's not just for me to read. It was for my wife to read as well. Cause it went into, 
like what it actually takes to achieve the CCIE. And it was very um, eye-opening for the amount of time that these guys put in to get their IEs. Um, so that, that helped. The other thing I found was a study group. So I found the router gods and that gave me a lot more people to talk to. Yeah, I know. I love the name. <laughs> the router um, gods. That's <laughs> awesome. Love the name, but a great, like found a good study group, um, able to lab with people, able to bounce questions off of each other. Um, and, a, and also being able to like build an actual strategy. Um, mm -hmm. and here, like, no, you can't just use I and E, like use Cisco 360. And then, um, another one that was suggested was, uh, Jaziri, um, has really, really complex and hard labs. Like his, his troubleshooting stuff is the best out there I've ever seen. Um, so did that. And then I knew I needed to lab a lot more. So, um, I labbed at least three hours every night. Um, just about every night and then saturday and sunday i would do eight to ten hours every single weekend except for a wow. few exceptions in there where there was like birthdays or you know family things that had to attend um, right but it was like i was a shut-in like i did not see the real world for a while um it took very minimal breaks like and would try and even use like what m more downtimes would be like when i had a commute um I would listen to I and E videos. So Brian McGann is like that, that his voice is stuck in my head. Um, but I would listen to the videos while driving just because it was another way to just keep the knowledge going and keep thinking about it. Um, and during that, you know, my, my daughter was born, but, and I took a couple weeks off after that, but I got right back into to labbing. Um, and, and I know Brian, you can attest that the second one is just a lot easier. You don't have, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you're not just figuring out with a new kid. So it makes it a lot yeah. easier. <laughs> yeah. So having, having a second, there's, there's, there's perks to it. And what's the age difference between your two? You're, you're uh, they're, a they're little bit tighter years. than mine. Yeah. They're four years apart. Oh, they're four years. I thought, I, I thought for some reason that, yeah, cause mine are about, uh, three and a half, but yeah, they're, they're about four years. Um, so that was, you know, he, my son, he's helpful and everything. And then, yep. you know, my, my daughter, she, she's, you know, she was a little baby at the time. So, you know, not, not much to do there. Um, <laughs> you know, just keep them alive. That's, that's the, the MO there. That's it. That's it. Um, but yeah. Um, so February, like at the, I think at the end of February of last year, um, I was like, all right, I, I just got to put a stake in the ground. Like, I think I've studied enough. Um, okay. and it was one of those where I, I took this as a, I'm going down to see the exam again. I did not go in expecting to pass. I went in to go, I need to see where I'm not like what I am missing. So mm -hmm. I scheduled it for May. It's now in Richardson, Texas. Um, so I couldn't just fly out of Providence like I like, because that's an easy airport. I flew out of Boston cause I had a direct to Dallas. Um, mm -hmm. so just a little more effort to get down there cause Boston's not the easiest airport to get to. Um, oh, come on. Well, Logan, Logan's fine. We, we, <laughs> yeah, we love no, Logan. Parking, traffic, it's all great. Um, oh, yeah. Trying to find B terminal and then ending up in Central somehow. And you're like, whatever, I'll figure it out later. Um, yeah, it's great. Um, <laughs> so I got down to Richardson, um, you know, checked in the hotel and everything. It's right, like the Cisco office is right across the street from where I stayed. Um, so that made it easy. I rented a car, had all that good stuff. Um, and I went in, I felt prepared this time. My strategy for 
Uh, the troubleshooting strategy still remain the same, which is, you know, write, make out my chart, write down the ticket numbers, points, and then, you know, did I complete it or not? And just kind of go through and don't spend more than a few minutes. Like really, it's like three minutes, move to the next ticket. Um, it's one of those where it's like, if you can't figure it out that quick, you need your, you need to switch your brain to something else. And it's one of those where it's like, as you're working on something else, you're like, oh, it's that. And you come back to it. But I would write notes to myself, like, what was I, what was I troubleshooting? Like, uh, and I just write a quick note, like EIGRP. And I'd be like, all right, I know when I'm coming back, I was checking EIGRP and maybe I'd write down the router number or something. But right. it was one of those like just quick little notes and going back. Diag, um, this time I just, there was more practice material through 360. So that helped. And then um, it was just like, it, it's multiple choice, but being able to, it, it's being able to look away from the distractors. Um, mm. That was the big thing. So it's like, what rabbit hole are they trying to put me down and stay away from it? Right. And right. just stick, like find the one little thing. Cause they give you far more output than you'll ever, ever need. Um, so being able to stick through that and that was, that helped a lot. Um, and then the config. So the new strategy for that, it's not go task by task. It's read the entire, read the entire exam, which technically is a version four thing too, which read the entire exam. So you know what you're doing, but this one was read the entire exam and map out the sites that are out there. Um, and then write the task for each of them right underneath, just go, you know, whatever the task number is and keep going down and then start at that one site and work on only those tasks, right? So you're going to go through and you're going to configure and half the stuff is not going to work yet which is fine because you haven't gotten to the other thing. And some tasks right. would span over a few different sites. I just write them multiple times. So you're not, what you're doing is you're saving time because you're not jumping back and forth between opening and closing windows. Um, and I, window management in the, the lab is like one of the more important things to get a hold of because you can easily um, just lose yourself in, you know, you don't want to be typing in the wrong window. That's like, don't do don't do that um right. so you just want to make sure you're typing in the right place and i finished i remember i i had a little bit of time at the end like i think i maybe had about a half an hour maybe 45 minutes at the end of config um so i did borrow i did borrow time in troubleshooting um because i think i knew i could configure faster than i can troubleshoot so it was also just knowing what my strengths were and i felt all right like I left. Um, oh, and I'll, I'll mention it. Lunch was way. I think lunch was way better than RTP. So I I've missed it one on my uh, last trip to RTP for, for the first time I put the version five, but it mm -hmm. was uh, meatless Monday and uh, I, I eat meat like that's what I want to <laughs> eat. Um, so I again didn't have a great lunch there, but I knew going in that. I bought Domino's the night before when they still sold sandwiches and brought that. So at least I had something. I miss those sandwiches. Those were good. Yeah. Um, but uh, in Richardson, they, they give you a little chart. You pick out something from a deli. It's not bad. It's a, it's a deli sandwich. It's good. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, I got back to the hotel. I went out to dinner with a friend that lives down in the area. Um, that was a nice distractor. So I wasn't like, 
sitting just looking at my phone, refreshing email to be like, where's the stupid score report? Um, and so that was a nice distractor. Um, you know, had dinner, got back in my car, and I just quickly look at email and go, oh, well, that says from the Cisco. I should probably open that. So I'm right. on my, you know, sitting in the car, log in, and, you know, get the read result, and it says fail. And I'm like, okay, it's fine. I felt okay. There wasn't anything on the exam that I was like, I'm out of, out of the ordinary. But I, like, actually go to be like, okay, where was I terrible? Because there's usually a breakdown of, like, you know, layer two, layer three, like, where, where did you, you know, where do I need to improve? But it was a pass, pass, pass equals fail. You know what they tell you when you pass every single section? I met the minimum requirements. So now I'm like, okay, this is good. It means I'm on the right path, but right. I didn't get enough points. So uh. I got enough points in each section to pass the section, but not enough points overall to pass the entire exam. Um, That's a so twist. It was that lovely math math problem there. Um, so mm. it was like, all right, I'm close. I got to get back. Um, so I got back home. I start. I kept studying. You know, like even on the plane, I, I think I think I took the plane ride home in one day to like recover, and then I went straight back into my regimen of just labbing and not leaving my office for hours and hours and hours. Um, and yeah, it was like I, I booked the exam as quickly as I could. Um, it was at the we were coming near the end of the Cisco fiscal year, so. Um, I waited until the new fiscal year and scheduled for August 1st, you know, same travel things, you know, get down to Richardson. Um, actually when I landed, I found out, uh, you know, I got a call from my dad and he's like, you made it down. Right. And I was like, yeah, why? And he's like, oh yeah, they shut down flights out of Logan. So I was like, oh man, I'm lucky. So wow. uh, it was one of those where it's like, oh man, um, you know, went in, um, I didn't feel great that day. Like just off, just felt off. And mm. that day we're sitting in the lobby and we're waiting, you know, typically the proctor, she comes and gets you around eight, like eight fifteen. No, she didn't show up and she wasn't there for a while. And it was about, oh man, it was about 9 30, 10 o'clock by the time she came out. So they had problems with the, the lab. Um, I know I'm not the only one to have that experience, but you're just sitting there and you're talking with, you know, you're, you're just kind of talking with the rest of us that are sitting there nervously waiting to go take the lab and, you know, and then I'm also feeling off and it was just like, all right, there's something about this day. Like, I'm just, I know I'm going to come back. I just don't feel great. Um, you know, I was talking with another guy that also works at Cisco and he was also part of router gods as well. Um, so it was, it was nice to like have somebody to, you know, we have somewhat in common from a job perspective right. and everything. And, um, so it was, it was, that helped and get into exam, you know, start going, um, fill out the lunch thing on the fly. Like I'm troubleshooting here. Like I don't have time to circle things. Like just give me, get, pick something for me. I don't Whatever. care. I don't care. Just okay. give, give me something. Um, but yeah, so I, it did the exam and I, I borrow time again in troubleshooting Diag. Oh my God, I crushed it. Like this time I was like, I got this one. Like that one was just like, that's the answer. Like it's that, um, like it was, it was just, I don't know. Things just kind of clicked for me and then config. I finished that so quickly. Um, mm. I had about two hours, like an hour and a half to two hours. And I was like, 
I did, I went through the entire exam. There was maybe five or six tasks that I was like, I just, you know, I moved on cause I didn't know what to do or right. I was struggling with them. Um, and some of it was like tiny little tweaks. Like once everything was up and running, like just waiting for convergence and stuff like that's probably some of it, but it was like, all right, go back and check. And I went through the entire lab again and double checked everything from a config side. And I was like, okay, I absolutely have this. All right. This one, I think I could tweak a little bit more. So it was just like going through and it's like, and I had time to fix some of these things. And then I think there was only one task that I still don't know how to do. And I, you know, I stopped looking into it because I passed, <laughs> didn't care enough <laughs> to figure it out anymore. Um, so I, you know, and I was able to go through the, la the config part twice um, to double check and verify and verify. And to the point where I was like, there's still like 15 minutes left and I'm just sitting here. I'm like, I guess I'm going to get up and go. Um, so I left 15 minutes early cause I, I felt done. Like there was right. nothing more I could do. Um, you checked everything. You did everything. I, it was, was, there it. was nothing more to check. And it was like 15 minutes. I'm not going to change anything in 15 minutes. That is for sure. I am not changing a thing. Um, right. I'm, it, it is the state it is going to be in. So this is the weird thing is I, I left the exam and I felt good and I did not like that. Like I'm used to leaving like crushed in like, nope, nope, nope. Like defeated. just not yeah defeated. That, that's a good word for it. Just leaving defeated. Um, but I, I left and I felt good and I did not sleep that night. Um, I, you know, I, my, my friend was busy that night, so I was just on my own getting, you know, uh. ordered, ordered, uh, takeout and, you know, sat in my hotel room and watching email not come in. Oh, <laughs> um, God. So I think I, I was up and I had an early flight. I remember I, I was, it was like three thirty AM and I'm like, well, I guess I could head to the airport now and just get my car returned and everything. You know, it was a half hour away, so I drove to the airport because I had nothing better to do. Um, so I get to the airport, return the car, do all that, um, and I, I'm sitting in Admiral's Club. I've had my Americano and um, just about ready to leave, so I'm switching from AirPods to the noise-canceling headphones because, you know, I don't like the sound of airplanes. Um, Who does? And, and people in the terminal. It, mm, I knew yeah. where my gate was, and I can read a group number. I'm pretty good at that. Um, so, you know, I'm getting up to leave, and I look, and I'm like, oh, God, there's the email. Like, uh -huh. uh, and this is good and bad timing for this, because this can make my flight amazing or terrible. Um, <laughs> and they have already announced, because um, at Cisco Live, they announced, like, new exam, you know, new exam, so seats are going to be hard to get again. And right. uh, I, I remember I was like, you know, it's the Schrodinger's cat thing now, you're like, it's anything right now you, you pass and you failed all at the same time um so i opened it up logged in and i see pass and i pretty sure i started crying like just like it was so emotional like it was like oh my god i'm done um immediately called my wife it was just like we're, we're done um took screenshots i texted i you know, like i sent to a lot of people like i probably missed yeah. some people to send it to but like it was just like it was the most emotional thing uh, in a very long time for just being done with that, with the amount of effort and time spent into it and the, the sacrifices of, you know, basically ignoring life for, um, uh, many years. 
Um, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a really good feeling. So it's like, I, I was probably, you know, people are probably passing me and they're like, why is that guy crying? But it was, <laughs> I did not care. I've never, gonna I mean, see you're, you're, again, you're, so. if I'm looking at this timeline correctly, which, you know, you, you laid under this document that you shared here, you're, you're looking at seven years that you were yeah. working on just the CCIE. Right. And if you include, you know, starting with your CCNA, you're talking 11 years of work towards certifications. Yes, it may have started as kind of welcome to Thunderdome, uh, you know, kind of kind of style with with getting your certs. And there was a lot to go uh, to going into getting your certs for the betterment of your company as your employment. Right. But it sounds like maybe even halfway through your CCIE journey, it changed for you and you was you were doing it for you now right it was it was more than just you know my employer wants me ccie it was like hey you know what i've done this a couple times i i failed it i want to do better because i mean correct me if i'm wrong here no one goes through that much studying no one one and locking themselves away through that amount of misery (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) like it it it, it was a personal goal i knew i wanted to get it and it was one of those things where it's like there was a few times, you know, during the the many a few breaks in there, I was like, "Is this even worth doing it?" And you know, looking back, yes, it definitely is worth doing it. Like, um, you, you you know, you you learn different things. Like, you don't just learn these technologies; you learn how to learn. Like, um, it wasn't just pure certification studying I would do in there. I would try and mix things up every once in a while, like, and take like a half hour, forty five minutes, and do a course on like how does my brain actually learn things and like, you know, Hmm. learning about space repetition and learning like how different learning styles are and how to use them and why handwriting is way better than typing. Um, and you know, just trying to, and also like trying to remove distractions. Um, you know, that, that was, I remember during the first, like the first couple, distractions were my enemy. Um, you know, Facebook was a thing still is a thing, but I don't use it anymore because I quit (laughs) it. Um, but I had to remove the distractions. I had to delete things off my phone. Um, like to the point, like my phone became bare bones. Like it was like, if I would pick it up, I'd be like, Oh yeah, there's really nothing on it. And I would put barriers in my way to make it. So it was harder to go get distracted. Um, so I'd use umbrella and I'd use my Meraki stuff to block like Twitter, LinkedIn, and all the social media stuff, and um, just make like and put different thing barriers in my way. So because you know, inherently lazy from a like, uh, I I just wanted to pick it up and look at it versus like I, oh, no, I have are. to actually go fix things to yeah, make this yeah. work again. Um, so it, you know, looking at it that way, like it wasn't just labbing; it was knowing like what are the distractors and how do you get them out of your life? And then how do you learn? Um, it, it was just good things like that. And just the level of dedication it takes to, to put into this. So, yeah, that, it, that it was, takes a lot of, that's a lot of self-awareness there too, Chris. I mean, you have to, you know, you, you're talking about learning ways to basically optimize your brain to retain and, and ingest exactly. information. Right. But also realizing, Hey, um, if I have the opportunity, I'm going to check Facebook. I'm going to check social media. I'm going to look at this. I'm, I'm going to pl- want to play a game as a five minutes of just downtime, right? And being strict with yourself and saying, no, 
not going to do it. I'm going to put blocks in my way so that I can't do it. Um, I, I hope you only put the blocks on yourself and you're, you didn't cut your wife off of social media at the same time. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, that, that takes a lot of self-awareness. But it sounds like, you know, as I mentioned, it it, it seems like maybe that, uh, that mark around, uh, what was it, after 2000, maybe 16 or so, you really changed gears and were like, okay, I have to do this differently because – just going in there thinking, oh yeah, I, I got this, is not cutting it. Right. Um, I think and, that's and, where you, you can't do this alone, right? I, right? You know, I did a lot of self. I, I mean, it's all self-studying, right? But I had a study group. I had mentors. Um, I talked to people that have gotten their CCIs and what they have done. And you know, I, I, I've asked. I asked a lot of people a lot of questions, and I took a little bit of something from everyone and made it into my own. Um, yep. But you really can't do this alone, right? Like, you, you know, you needed you need to be able to bounce questions off of people and help and like and ask good questions so that they're willing to help you and you know, like show like what you have done to get to where you are, so that you know you're not just like, hey, I've done nothing and I'm all out of ideas. Um, you know, it's one of those where it's like I have done A, B, and C and tried X, Y, and Z, and I am still seeing this. Does anybody have any ideas? Um, and helping troubleshoot that way. Um, and then there's also your personal life, right? Like my wife was basically a single mother for a few years. Um, so without her, I could not have done this. Um, you right. know, she, she made it possible that, that hands down the only way I could have gotten it done. Yeah, that's, that's huge. Yeah. The, the commitment's really sticking out to me. I mean, it's like, you kind of, I don't want to say you half-assed the first couple attempts, but you quickly no, realized. You can say that. I, you can say that. He half-assed <laughs> all right, all right. Well, you know, it, it's, it's eye-opening that if you want to get your CCIE, you can't, you can't half-ass it. You got to go all in or don't even bother trying. It, it becomes your life. The, the lesson here that, that I think, you know, is for our audience is CCIE is no joke. If you're looking to go down that pathway, you're going to have to look at the same types of commitment as what you know chris has shown us here um and that's not meant to scare anyone off right that's it's just a, a fact right you mean there's you know I, I i've been guilty of it too going into the exams like oh yeah i i know what I, i'm doing i've i've done this enough i've I'm, i got this right and then you're like oh your reality kind of slaps you in the face right um and, and it's it sounds like you know going in getting your ccna route switch security ccnp it was it was something that was natural for you. You felt that it was okay, and you just kind of felt the CCIE is the next progression, which it wasn't. It, it was, it, yeah. I mean, that was the next thing, and I knew I wanted it. You know, um, it, and it was a personal goal. Like nobody was telling me I had to go get it. Um, right. You know, yeah. Working for Cisco, there's some some perks to it, but you know, it's like I there are other things that I would like to do now. So it's like you know maybe a Cisco Live presentation one day, and I, I heard. You know, and, and talking like, how do I do that? Like, do you have a CCIE? You know, like, it makes it easier once you have that number. Um, yeah. You know, and it's it's one of those where it's like, you know, I come. It's almost like instant credibility with some people too. Um, you know, you, you, if I have a new customer or something, and they they look at my business card, like, you're a CCIE, and it's just like instant. Like, they they they're like, oh, you know what you're talking about. Like, um, so it, it's just one of those where it's like, it's it's cool in that sense. Um, but it's just, I think what it shows for um people that are on the fence like 
is the CCI worth it or not? Because I know that's a question that's been out there for a long time. Um, and I think you probably had somebody on talking about that at one point. But um, I do think it's worth it. And I, I, you know, even though some of the technologies might be dated now, I get it. Right. Technology changes far faster than certifications can. It, it's just yep. a fact of life. All right. But what if people actually know what it takes to get a CCIE, um, they sh it shows that you have a level of dedication and um, know how to put in time and effort to learning something. Um, it, you know, I, I think that's where it shows like this person is dedicated and knows what it takes and knows how to go learn um, and can help implement and think in a different way. Um, I, I, that's, I think that's the value right there. You learned a lot more than just protocols and troubleshooting techniques. I mean, you know, just just what you mentioned about the the classes and stuff and, and things that you took to figure out how to optimize your brain. I mean, I, I can't get over that. You know, it, it, that just that's just very cool to me because, you know, I, I, I see how and I think we just mentioned it earlier when we were getting set up here, you know, getting older. It's like, man, I. I open up a, a, a window, like I, I'm like, oh, I got to go to a web browser here. I'm like, wait, what was I, what did I do this for? I walk into rooms. I don't realize, you know, what, what did I come in here for? I don't, I don't remember. Um, you know, but figuring out a way to optimize your brain to, to hold on to that information and uh, free yourself of distractions. I think it's huge. So, um, so I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, your thoughts in terms of if it's worth it or not. Right. Um, because I mean, that is going to be the, the question that's asked. It is a big commitment, as you've uh, shown here with with your story here on your journey to CCIE. Um, but it, it it sounds like it's it's worth it, and the the uh, relationships that you make with your mentors and and study uh, peers and stuff like that, the additional uh, things that you learn along the way of how to do certain things and how to go about managing your time better, uh, I'm sure is gonna is gonna play in the other things that you do and. Uh, at, the, at the end of the day, you have a, a, a number that is assigned to you that uh, is only yours, and you get to wear that proudly, and, and you did the hard work to get yourself there. <laughs> yeah, I've got, I got the polo, I got the jacket, the plaques up there. <laughs> I, I got to mount it so it, yeah, you can actually see it on video, but I got to rebuild it. Yeah, you got to put know. it right behind I, you. I got I to get it back there. I just haven't done it yet. But yeah, no, yeah. it's like uh, once I got that, I'm like I want things that show that I did this. <laughs> Absolutely, and you worked you worked hard for it. Um, so I'd, I'm going to put a link um, to the the two things you mentioned here the um, the book that you mentioned and the study group. We'll put that in the show notes if that's something that uh, people want to go down that path. Um, where can people find out more about you? What do you What do you got going on that people can connect with you? Yeah, um, I've been a little radio silent on a lot of those things because uh, I've you know been working on other stuff but i do have a website it is cmpnetworking.com um and then i also i guess linkedin would be the other good place i think i'm under chris m pratt okay we'll make sure to put both links to to those in the show notes but uh any any final thoughts or brian any questions you want to ask uh uh ask chris before we ha uh, wrap this one up yeah real quick if you had decided from the very beginning uh like let's say after you got your ccde or ccda um to, you know, lab 10 hours each weekend day and, you know, three hours after work and go from there. How long do you think it would have taken you start to finish? Oh, man. Um, you know, I, I actually, so it, it just comes back to the distractor. So I actually was logging my time at the beginning to the point where I, it's like I built a Google form that I could fill in and it would fill into a spreadsheet. And that was a distractor because then I'd be like, oh, I need to go fix that data. 
and like <laughs> do something with it. Like just like things that would distract me. So I stopped tracking it. Um, I want to say it's somewhere around 2000, like I, I'll say the last two attempts. That's what I remember tracking. It was about 2000 something hours um, wow. that was probably put into it. Um, that's a full time job. It, it, it's yes, it is. It's definitely like a full time job. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it took that amount of time. I tried to look into the costs and I just can't find where I put everything. It's easily, uh, it, it's, it, it, it's above 5,000 easily above 5,000. Um, so it, it, it does take a lot of time. It takes a lot of, uh, it take, it takes money. It helps if you have a job that will support you in doing yeah. it. Um, definitely, definitely find a, a, a way to help get fun, like to help fund it. Cause that, that is another big section of it. Um, cause it's not just the exam fee for, you know, the $1,600. You also have to fly. You, you gotta get a hotel. Um, you know, it renting a car, you know, take it or leave it now with Uber and Lyft and stuff. Maybe you don't need yeah. to do it. I personally didn't want to rely on anything like that. So I rented a car. Um, yep. So, the, the, you know, there's costs of that. You got to eat. So you got to get, you know, you still got to have dinner, you know, the night before and everything. Um, and, you know, I, I think this wasn't asked, but I, I'm bringing it up as well. Um, definitely fly down the day before. You have to because you're, you're walking in at 8 a.m. to that exam. And I would not trust an airline to do that. Um, no. And God, no. Don't, do not fly out this the, that night. You don't need the additional stress of, wait, like, am I going to make my flight or not? Um, even if it's like an eight o'clock flight at night, like when I had the almost two hour delay on the passing attempt there, you could have missed your flight. Cause we didn't get out until like six 30 ish, seven o'clock, or I think it was right. like six 30 ish by the time we were out. So it's like, don't make your life easier. Take, take the additional, you're already going to be stressed. Take, take that, take that stress. Don't, don't add travel stress to it. Uh, I got that's a good point. Yeah, so fly in the day before, fly out the day after. Give yourself some time to to breathe and uh, and allow for any unforeseen circumstances. And fly during the summer, especially if you live up north, because you don't need weather getting in your way either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's for sure. Well, um, Chris, this has been really helpful. I want to thank you for your time and uh, congratulations again thank on you. your certification. And uh, we'll uh, we'll be sure to get those links in the show notes. So thank you for uh, for joining us today. Thanks for having me. So Brian, what did you uh, what did you think about that? As I catch you as you're trying to take a sip of water. <laughs> uh, well, Brian. I think it was uh, a really interesting look into Chris's journey. Mm -hmm. I think his monologue, um, and I really do appreciate that he went into detail on this. Uh, he really did. Yeah. Um, I think it's really informative for people who are considering the CCIE as part of their journey. Um, I think the majority of our viewers have probably at least looked into getting a CCNA or you know something like that. So they understand that Cisco certifications are no joke, and that goes doubly for the CCIE. Absolutely. I mean, the amount of effort that just goes into taking the written portion of the test, let alone the lab, is astronomical. Yeah. So hearing that it took Chris, how many years? Seven? I mean... I, I think he was f five to six, I think, on yeah. the... Uh, yeah. I mean, just, just on the CCIE part, right? I mean, this was, entire process was like 12. And that's not an uncommon journey. I think one of the, the most shocking statistics I've ever seen is the pass rate for your first exam is 18%. I mean, wow. that's unreal. So understanding that it's going to be a lot of time, a mm -hmm. lot of studying, and potentially a lot of money, uh, 
you know, this is just a great episode to, um, to highlight, you know, exactly what kind of investment you're going to be making. Yeah. And I, I, to that point, dedication on both the front of being able to put in the time to study, uh, as well as, you know, go to the exams and, and, and travel and stuff like that. But also the dedication, as you said, if, if your initial pass rate is 18%, it's a pretty safe call that you're not going to pass your first time, probably mm-hmm. not your second time either. Um, and I, I think, if I remember correctly, even when we were talking to Mike uh, back on that previous episode there, episode 15, I think he alluded to the fact that he had multiple uh, attempts as well with the CCIA. I and mean, Mike is one of the smartest guys I know. Um, and I was just a little kind of like, wow, I didn't expect that it would have had to take you that many that many times. So dedication on both the, the labbing and the hitting the books part, but also um, – the, the commitment and the dedication to keep doing it, keep trying, right? Don't get discouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that we didn't really discuss, uh, and I, I know Chris mentioned after we uh, finished, rewrapped up the interview with him, was labbing. Uh, I think labbing is a very important part of this. But uh, tools like Viral, uh, GNS3, and uh, EVNG, we'll leave uh, links to all of those just to learn more about. But being able to lab is a big piece of it. No longer are you going to need to have maybe physical equipment to plug in and have to worry about plugging all these things and all the noise that the fans make and everything else. I think you can get by in a virtual environment nowadays, but uh, really being able to dive deep into it and and try these different scenarios over and over again so that you can really uh, sharpen your tactics when it comes down to being able to take the lab portion of the exam so that you know what to do and not have to kind of sit around and think about, oh, wait, what, how, do, how did I do that again? What, what did the book say? It'll almost become uh, muscle memory. Muscle memory, that's the whole point, yeah. I mean, book learning is great, and it's important, and mm-hmm. it's great for getting introduced to the different topics, but uh, there's nothing like actually doing the configurations. I mean, and, and that, go, that goes past the lab portion, right? If right. you do this for your job, it's going to be great practice for that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I think uh, I think that's going to wrap things up. Uh, Brian, any final thoughts before we uh, close this one out? You probably went over this with the uh, the certification episode you did, um, but please note that the recertification policy changed as well. So if you have yes. a Cisco cert and it's coming up on recertification, um, we'll drop a link in the show notes of how that's changing and the different options you have. Yeah, just check check on things because I think a lot of the yeah, if you have current certifications, they may have been updated or changed in terms of naming mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And there's like different paths you can go down for recertification. It's not just passing an exam. You can still do that, but uh, there's other ways to go about it as well. Yeah, especially on the CCIA, you know, that was something that was very welcomed was mm-hmm. you didn't have to go through the entire exactly. process again just to get recerted. There was other ways. So they've uh, extended to that, that to the rest of the portfolio now, CCMP and CCNA as well. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, we'll be sure to drop notes for that. And uh, I think it's going to wrap things up. So thank you for listening to ConfT with ERSE. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, topic you'd like to suggest, please send us an email at hello at conft.show. Uh, and if you like the show, please consider sharing it with your friends and colleagues, giving us a rating or review on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. And if you're not already subscribed, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you can get notified when we publish an episode every two weeks. Show notes for this episode can be found on our website at conft.show. That's C-O-N-F-T dot S-H-O-W. As always, stay safe out there and don't forget to save that config.